Please bear with me, Wendy. I can bear with you forever. Yay! Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bolsby. Dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, I am Melissa, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host. Me, me, it's me, it's Wendy. It's Wendy! <laughs> so uh, today, uh, dear listeners, we are returning to you with tales of things that have brought us joy over the last uh, week or so. Um, mm-hmm. There have been a few things that have brought me joy. How about you, Wendy? Yes, very much Yay! so. I this makes me happy that you're happy. And dear listeners, we hope to bring you happiness. Joy, joy. Yeah, yeah. All right. What has been a movie that has brought you joy over this last week or so? Um, okay, so not a movie. I'm gonna preface it. I didn't okay. watch a movie, but it didn't bring me a lot of joy. I watched Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, because I was curious. It is so mid- don't like I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about it like mm, there are worse ways to spend two hours but there are definitely better ways to spend two hours no we have been showing Theodora the Canadian series from the 1990s early 2000s slings and arrows oh yeah um, because we have it on disc, and I know this is kind of a dick move because I don't know if it's actually available anywhere streaming, but I bet you could buy it. I bet you could buy it on Amazon. Um, it is so good. Theodore is vibing it so hard. It is six episodes, six one-hour episodes a season, very much a British model, right? There are three seasons. And so each of the seasons, what is going on is it's sort of focusing on one of the main stage Shakespeare plays. And then there is usually another play also happening and there's some other stuff. It's very much a backstage drama, like backstage uh, sort of, it's not really a drama, it's a comedy. Uh, Season three is more of a drama. Um, But it's, it's so, it can be so laugh out loud funny. It's gets theater culture absolutely spot on all of like all of the tropes all of the different personality types that you see and um and season two is so great it's my favorite um so the first season is hamlet the second season is macbeth and the third season is king lear and the trope running throughout it is that um, our main character, Jeffrey, used to be the hot actor at the New Burbage Theater Festival um, until he went crazy one night during a performance of Hamlet, in part because of his director, Oliver Wells. Oliver Wells, seven years later, Oliver Wells is the, the artistic director of the whole festival now, 
and he dies. I'm not even going to tell you how. Okay. Um, and they decide they want Jeffrey to take over being the director of this production of Hamlet that now doesn't have a director um, for, for reasons that are reasonable. The board, he has a connection with some, with a woman on the board who's like, I really miss your talent and I think you, we need you. Um, but the thing that makes it great is that Jeffrey, who everybody thinks is crazy and is being haunted by the ghost of Oliver Wells. <laughs> and so he keeps talking to Oliver Wells and people are like, you're crazy, but we can see Oliver. And so it's this very odd thing of like, is he being haunted? Is he crazy? But like all of this makes sense when you know who he's talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, like I said, so the first season has Rachel McAdams in it, a very young Rachel McAdams. Um, there's so much good backstage drama. The character of the stage manager is absolutely chef's kiss, top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like Chris and I had watched it before. Now we're showing it to Theodora. Theodora is absolutely loving it. We're rediscovering it. It's, it's, yeah, this is what we've been doing in our house and it has just brought us so much joy. Um, so I do, I, it, like, I highly recommend it. And maybe if we all start trying to find it, somebody will realize they should make it more available. That's the only thing I can hope for. <laughs> kind of like Freakazoid. Once uh, yeah. Warner Brothers realized what they had, they finally put it on on DVD. Right. So, like, go seek it out. Ask for it. Like, because... Um, and it's got Mark McKinney as a main character, of course, from Kids in the Hall. He's one of the mm-hmm. executive producers and writers on it as well. Um, in the second season, uh, you get... Oh, I'm blanking on his name. He plays Sanjay. Uh, Confiore. Mm-hmm. He's in it. And he's playing... So uh, the theater gets a grant to like rebrand themselves with marketing and uh so the mark mckinney character who is the financial director of the whole festival he ends up with this you know oh it's a hot young pr firm that is run by confiore and it is absolutely insanity what they come (laughs) up with and it's so glorious um yeah, like, oh, Melissa, I can't wait to show it to you at some point. We need to sit down and watch this together. So exciting. We might skip season, might skip season three because it really is a downer. Um, well, it's King Lear, and so it's all about an old man who's dying. And so it's it's not nearly as funny. It's still brilliant, but it's, it's a harder watch. Okay. Um, especially after the absolute joy that is season two. Um, so, uh, yeah, oh. Yeah, that's what's been bringing us joy here in our house. And so we haven't really been watching any movies because we've been watching Slings and Arrows. All right. Well, that sounds what about fun. You? What have you watched? Wendy? Oh, Wendy. Hmm? I saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, I want to see it. It's so just... fun, Wendy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, dear listeners, yet another um, attempt has been made to bring Dungeons & Dragons to the broader audiences. And so this is Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Um, It takes place in Forgotten Realms. If you're uh, familiar with the Forgotten 
Realms kind of scenario for Dungeons and Dragons. And it is delightful. It is absolutely ridiculously fun. And you don't need to know... You don't have to be like a D&D super freak in order to understand what's going on. I think it would be a perfectly uh, entertaining and wonderful and funny movie uh, if you knew nothing about D&D. It it would just kind of play like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But you get that little extra boost if uh, if you know your D&D. So um, the the scenario is there's a, a a team. You know, because, you know, it, th- this thing re- literally plays out like a D&D campaign. So yours, you got your PCs, you got your player characters. And so there's there's the bard who is Chris Pine. And, you know, we love Chris Pine here. Um, Michelle Absolutely. Rodriguez, who we love as well. And uh, various other folks uh, who are similarly Including entertaining. The prettiest man on the planet at this moment in time. Reggae Jean Page. Indeed, indeed. He's ridiculous. He's he's formed by aliens to please <laughs> us. And uh, also, as you can see on the poster, Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. Uh, this is a very minor, minor spoiler. This this is this happens in the first I don't know 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, while Hugh Grant is one of the quote player characters, or you know you assume he's part of the team, he betrays them, and he's actually the big bad. But Hugh, Hugh Grant plays it as Hugh Grant. So the big bad is <laughs> is goofy, kind of kind of awkward, but but very polite Hugh Grant. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, it's the comedy is very good. It's not making fun of Dungeons & Dragons. It is playing with the concepts of Dungeons and Dragons. Like they went through the old school first edition monster manual and picked out the silliest shit to put into the movie. And I'm here for it. They, (laughs) there is even a gelatinous cube. Yes. And it is plot relevant. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Um, There, there is uh, like near the end of the movie. There, there is even uh, another group of adventurers that are running around the background, and they're dressed like the um, the team of characters from the nineteen eighties animated TV series Dungeons and Dragons. (gasps) Oh, there is a (laughs) fat dragon. I'm sorry that 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 is a spoiler. I'm sorry, but but I love the fat dragon. He's very tubby. He's he's chonky boy. He's a chonky boy. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. It is it is hilarious. It's so much fun, and um, yeah, it's goofy. And there's like little cameos in there, and uh, some of the visuals are nice. And uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez is a straight up barbarian. She's actually like bulked up and uh, you feel like she could break you in two. So, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, that that is uh, a plus. Mm. (laughs) I might be. Mm. Right. Right. So it's lovely. It's it is so charming. And it's one of those things where I walked in. It's like, um, dear listeners, it was the 14th anniversary of me meeting my husband 
it, when we went to see this movie. And so we just had the, you know, let's gorge ourselves on sushi night and then go see a movie. And, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot in the theaters that it, both of us were interested in, but it was like, oh, I could go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And my husband said the same. And so we were at the Dungeons and Dragons movie and, you know, after, I don't know, about the first five minutes, it's like, this is legitimately good. And I just had more and more and more fun as the movie went on. I am genuinely impressed. Yay. Yeah. Well, uh, Chris Pine, I am loving the whole vibe of his career right mm -hmm. now. Um, that he has settled into these, like, weirder, offbeat um, supporting like odd roles. Um, like it just feels like Chris Pine has, has settled into like, you know what? Yes, I'm still very easy on the eyes, but mm -hmm. I get to start having fun. Right. And, and he's so good at it. He's so charming. <laughs> and he's very clearly having a blast in this movie. I keep seeing the clip of him with his like little loot and it yeah. cracks me up because of course, yes, he's a bard. He's the and bard. Of course. Of, and his entire energy is absolutely bardic energy. If you've ever mm -hmm. played D&D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't realize these are the, the directors are the uh, John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein. They wrote uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And of course, John Francis Daly mm -hmm. is uh, from Freaks and Geeks, and also mm -hmm. he was Sweets on Bones, one of my favorite yep. characters on Bones. And when, and then when he left the show, I was like, I don't know if I really want to keep watching Bones because <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite. Hmm. Yeah, this is um, a movie made by true fans, but they they don't get bogged down in all the minutiae of D and D. It's a we have a really fun playground. Let's go have fun. That's it's fantastic. Delightful. Really delightful. This is a movie made with love and a lot of CGI, but you know. <laughs> they wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Me Falls 2, which is, mm -hmm. if you've never seen it, I do recommend because it's it takes the premise of the first one and goes in a real, real hard left turn that is also delightful mm -hmm. and original. And so crazy. Yeah. That's another set of movies that um, I liked a lot more than I expected to. Just the yeah. cloudy with a chance of meatballs thing. Yeah. Very much so. Oh, that's just great. Yeah. That's just, so, so Wendy, you should go see it. And it is fun to see in a theater. So I, I Maybe I'll go see it this next weekend. Maybe I, I will. I recommend it. I mean, I want to. I want to be clear. It's just... Uh, I don't leave the house that I'm busy. I'm weirdly busy. I have so many books to read <laughs> and um, cookies to eat and mm -hmm. I have to walk the dog and mm -hmm. like, and then I just, the day gets away from me. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, we're both adults here, Wendy. We know how this works. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So Wendy, did you have anything else that maybe brought you joy this week? You know, maybe not movie related. I did. Um, I'm going to recommend a supernatural series of 
um, slight of uh, spicy romances on Kindle Unlimited because they're oh, just hot. so fun to read. Yeah, what you got it's, for me? It's uh, it's the Gods of the Underworld by Alessa Thorne. Okay. Let's see. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, the first book is. Uh, pardon me, it's the Court of the Underworld series. Okay. There are like seven books. These books are just absolute popcorn. I read very fast. Um, I want to be clear about that, but I'm like finishing these books in like three hours, right? Mm-hmm. Because And they're, it's like the first book is all about an assassin who's been like who's been offered a job that's going to get her out from under, you know, get her out of the life and give her, get her what she's always wanted. If she just kills this one person, oops, that person is actually um, a demigod with supernatural powers that can't actually die. Whoops. And he's like, I mean, I realize you murdered me, but I like you. <laughs> like that, that's what's going on. Okay. So like, so they're romances and they are very like they're very tropey they're like I want to be clear there's there's nothing highbrow about about this like of course they're going to meet and immediately have an attraction they're going to both be the most beautiful amazing people ever mm-hmm. um they're going to fall in love within days right but at the same time there's this secretive shady organization pethos that wants to destroy all the gods and monsters and they're coming after them and so like there's a lot of like action and spy stuff and fights and it they're just it's like if john wick movies were spicy romances (laughs) well that's a pitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Um, and what's really fun, if you know your Greek mythology, right, they're, like, they're basing it on Greek mythology. So Asterion, not a, not a huge spoiler here, he is the Minotaur, mm-hmm. and the assassin who goes after him is named Ariadne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so on all of these characters are happening and the way the book series works is so, okay, now we've started with Asterion and Ariadne. So the next book is going to take one of the other characters you've met mm-hmm. and have them have an adventure that ends in romance. Okay. And so you're like, Oh, who's the next book about? Ooh, I'm excited for this story. What's going to happen here? They're, Oh, Melissa, they're so much fun. I was turned on to them by Barb, Barb mm-hmm. Lind, our friend Barb Lind. And um, I'm reading them with Claire Alexander. And the problem is that each one of us like gulps it down and the other one's like, and then we've agreed we're going to wait till everybody catches up. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I want to read the next one. <laughs> so yeah, I like, if you like spicy romance very just goofy good supernatural fun these books are a delight they really are oh that sounds so much fun <sighs> they are very fun <laughs> what about you melissa what has brought you joy this week okay so i was in pittsburgh that's not um a place i would when i think joy i don't really jump to pittsburgh no you know what pittsburgh is the fucking bomb 
Pittsburgh Okey is fantastic. Doke. It is really a neat place. It has, over about the 20, past 20 years or so, has really found a personality. And uh, there's there's good food there. There's a lot of really fascinating museums there, uh, quirky businesses and stuff. And it's beautiful. It's, you know, they're, it's very hilly. So there's like little pockets of neighborhoods and, and so on and so forth. But Pittsburgh, I was in Pittsburgh. And uh, first of all, I ate at a restaurant called Everyday Noodle, which is, I think, Taiwanese. But um, they, make, they make the noodles on order. So you order your mm-hmm. soup or your noodle dish and they make the noodles in front of you and then cook up your dish. It is so good. But the real the thing I most definitely want to uh, talk about here is I walked down the street and this is uh, in the Squirrel Hill neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Walk down the street about five blocks away from Everyday Noodle. There is a business called Vendor Bender, uh. which is just a little storefront. And inside is like 10 vending machines. And all uh-huh. the vending machines contain snacks from different countries, from all <laughs> over the world. So you walk in and, you know, you can put in uh, like 75 cents and get a candy bar from South America. And, you you know, go over here to this vending machine and you can get, uh, you know, a Helva bar from uh, Saudi Arabia and so, so on and so forth. And uh, it's a hoot. And even more genius than this business concept is the fact that they found a storefront right next to a marijuana dispensary. (laughs) So whoever thought this up was a fucking genius. But uh, yeah, the vendor bender with their global foods to be had by walking up and either putting in some coins or using your credit card to get it out of a vending machine. It's really great. (laughs) <laughs> i hope they do well and then they become a chain wherein you know maybe they'll open one in minneapolis that that sounds exactly like the perfect place for you yeah, it's it's fantastic i love it so much <laughs> uh well i'm glad you had such a good time in pittsburgh <laughs> yeah me too yeah i had really good food there i had a canceled concert there it was kind of great <laughs> Which is honestly so typical oh, for your adventures. I, I know, I know. It, well, and the thing is, I wasn't even originally going to be at this concert. It was the Skinny Puppy Farewell Tour. Mm-hmm. So I went there with my friend Ian and his brother Aaron. And we're at the venue. We see the opener play. And that, that was fine. And then one of the members of Skinny Puppy came out and said, Ah, uh, one of our band members has a concussion. I'm sorry, we oh. can't play. Bye. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, most of the people in there uh, bought their tickets through Ticketmaster for like uh, three digits, and I got aftermarket ticket for sixteen dollars. So I guess yes. I can't really complain. <laughs> yes. Right. Ticketmaster. Yeah, oh, fuck man. you, Ticketmaster. Like, it's so, like, I remember when we were in London together, and, mm-hmm. like, we just were like, what if we just went to see a West End show? And the prices are actually reasonable because they don't have legalized scalping. 
Yeah, right? Ah, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that would bring me joy. So yeah, paying paying 60 bucks for a a ticket that wasn't from Ticketmaster, that brought me joy too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's bringing me residual joy just hearing about it. Ah. Uh, Still didn't get the concert though. Anyway... I believe that's all we had today. So we, uh, dear listeners, thank you for joining us in the Pleasure Dome. I hope we brought you joy and we we hope you uh, find joy in the things we have brought to you. Absolutely. Yay. So thank you very much for joining us. I am Melissa and I am joined by... Wendy. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Amazing.